The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 26th edition, nine games slate on tap for you on a Wednesday. So everybody had a great Tuesday. Lots of pitching that we liked. Some did better than others. It was still a fun slate. Musgrove got yanked early somehow. Burns fell apart late. Geo wasn't bad, not great. Gossman wasn't bad, not great. Scherzer was very good. DeGrom was decent enough. Scuba was a beast. So lots going on there. The Giants offense, the Angels offense, and some others really got popping late. Uh, the White Sox versus Flaherty. So some contrarian stacks got in there for you with a lot of the popular plays. Not so much. So we head to Wednesday, nine-game slate on tap for you. It should be a very, very fun one. Um, weather-wise, lots of places with wind blowing out to the positive parts of the ballpark. Again, just like the, on Tuesday, uh, some chances of rain later in the evening on most of the um, – northern and northeast, like northern central, northeast areas of the country. So keep an eye on all that situation as the day goes on. Totals on the slate, Reds Nationals, 9.5. Jays Yankees, 9.5. Braves Red Sox, 10. Rockies Mets, 6.5. Royals Rays, 7. Dodgers Astros, 8. Giants D-backs, 9. Waiting on a couple other totals as they get things popping. We had a lot of pitching on Tuesday, much more limited pitching on Wednesday. We kick things off with Tyler Glass now 10-5 at home against the Kansas City Royals. Glass was coming on off a bit of a hiccup against Toronto, but it was in Dunedin. I'm going to let that slide because prior to that against the Mets, A's, Angels, A's. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding. Got, you know, Toronto's another one of his worst starts. It's still a good one, but his two worst starts have been against Toronto. Then the Yankees, Texas, Boston. He's been outstanding everywhere else but Toronto. Well, he gets Kansas City on this one, a team that you definitely know you can pick on a team in the month of May striking out 23% of the timers right-handed pitching with an 86 WRC plus. So glass now he's 10, five. He's the highest price pitcher. He is an outstanding option on this slate. You have Trevor Bauer at 10, two. If you want to go there, never going to argue Trevor Bauer. Just know it's going to be a very, very emotional game in Houston. Lots of interesting things going on. Strikeouts. Houston doesn't strike out a ton. They will strike out from, from time to time, but they won't strike out a ton. So it kind of limits his upside. But Bauer seems to be able to strike out whoever, whenever, and that's just how things go. So he's in play at 10-2. I'd rather just pay two glass now at 10-5. Now it slowly gets more interesting. Like you got Marcus Stroman at 92 at home against the Colorado Rockies. 
Stroman coming off eight Ks in his last start. That was outstanding. He's got at least six innings and three straight starts. He has five or more Ks in two or three. He's got eight or more in two of his last four. Strikeouts is just his biggest bugaboo. If he can get the strikeouts, he's going to be in for a dandy because it's a Colorado team that we know struggles massively offensively striking out. Uh, if you just do the road starts um, in the month of May for the Colorado Rockies, striking out 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 211 average, 0.073 ISO, and a 57 WRC+. plus. So they struggle a lot when it comes to facing right-handed pitching, especially on the road. So Stroman at 92, very much in play. There's maybe some other upside guys you can play, but he's a very good cash game play with some GPP upside in his matchup. If you want to go to Nick Pavetta, 87, you can, but tournament only. I'm not in love with it, but I see the appeal against Atlanta. They just lost Ozuna, who dislocated two fingers on Tuesday. So that sucks, but it's an Atlanta team striking out 27.5% of the time with right-handed pitching, hitting 206 with a 191 ISO and an 84 WRC+. plus. So lots of power for um, the the Braves, of course, but everything else has been quite a hiccup. But um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty... Pretty crazy stuff overall when you look at um, the Atlanta Braves. You can target them with pitching as long as you can keep them in the ballpark, which Pavetta's been able to do for most of the year. It's in play. So in a tournament, Pavetta at 87 is uh, is quite intriguing. So I like that one quite a bit. Uh, a few other ones, though, if you want to go Johnny Cueto versus Arizona. I'm not the biggest Cueto fan. He's only 7500 bucks. It's an Arizona team you know, striking out 24% of the time, 81 WRC+. plus. We saw Gossman have his way. They still got nine hits on Tuesday, but they didn't like dominate, dominate. So you can, you can pick on the D backs at all times. It's another angle there, but the, the misprice of misprices, Herman Marquez is 6,700 at the New York Mets. Like Marquez is a guy we can roll with over and over again. He's averaging 14 points per game on the season, home and road. He's kind of had similar splits home and road coming off seven shutout against Arizona at home where he struck out eight. He has eight, uh, eight Ks in back-to-back starts, six or more Ks in three straight starts. He's gone at least six innings in four straight starts. Um, he's been just absolutely outstanding, and he gets this Mets team that's just absolutely dreadful. They're so beat up. They're throwing guys out there that I don't even know the names of, which says a lot. Um, it, it's just a bad, bad baseball team. I don't know how to say it any nicer. Lots of swing and miss. We saw Gomber dominate them on Monday. We saw Freeland do okay, plus the bullpen do okay. On Tuesday, uh, Marquez at 67. I'm just going to keep attacking these guys and go that route. Uh, the last guy I'll mention, Jose Urania is 57. If you want to get really weird, you can. I prefer not to, but I'll throw it on the table because Cleveland offense is so bad. I'd rather have Marquez. I'd rather almost take a chance on Alec Manoa making his uh, debut, even in the Bronx versus the Yankees, than give Jose Urania a chance. But I'll probably use neither one. I'll probably not go below Marquez. My main pitchers tonight are Tyler Glass now at 10-5, Stroman at 92, Pavetta at 87, Cueto at 75, Marquez at 67. If I have it my way, it's going to be straight up Glasnow, Marquez is where I'd be going. But in cash, I'd say Glasnow, Stroman, or any any combo of Glasnow, Stroman, and Marquez in cash, I'd be kind of cool with. Okay, checking out the bats on this nine-game slate catcher's position. Um, you have uh, Buster Posey. I'll keep going back to that well at 46. But Tucker Barnhart's only 43 versus tight. Uh, Joe Ross, the Reds versus Ross, especially lefties versus Ross, very, very live. So Barnhart at 43 is a solid, solid play there. Um, William Contreras at 39 if you're not using Pavetta. Always interested in him. Omar Narvaez at 38 versus Paddock. I'm always good with attacking Paddock as well. So 
You don't have to pay up a catcher as usual if you want to save some cash. Uh, Eric Haas is only $3,400 for Quantrill making a spot start for Cleveland. So you'll probably get Quantrill and some bullpen in that one. So I can definitely see some Haas at 34 If Caratini gets a start for San Diego against, it's not going to be Lindblom. It's most likely going to be Hauser. Lefties versus Hauser is very nice. So Caratini at 33, really good value if he cracks the box there. Um, Other than that, though, like Danny Jansen is always a tournament play at 27. Jake Rogers at 25 for Detroit is a nice value for not going Haas. Uh, Rogers at 25, no problem punting with him on that one. First base, you got Freeman at 56 versus Pavetta. If you're not using Pavetta, you know, wind blowing out in Fenway, high total. I can see using both sides for sure. I think Pavetta is just an intriguing GPP play in that one. But uh, Freeman at 56 is worth a look. Varito hit number 16 on the year on Tuesday. I love attacking Domingo Herman. This is something I can definitely get behind. Um, the I said let's attack Kluber. The Jays were insanely, insanely low roster. A lot of them were below like 2%. So I could see going back to that well. If you look at uh, Domingo Herman on the season when he's facing right-handed pitching, uh, let's see this one real quick. Uh, he's allowing righties to hit 213 with a 404 slug so far this season, giving up 1.5 home runs per nine to right-handed pitching. Uh, so that's that for us. See how he's doing versus lefties. Let's see how I really want to load up on Toronto on this one. Lefties are hitting. I hit the wrong one again. Lefties are hitting uh, 268 with a six, or 427 slug, 1.3 homers per nine. So a little more slug from lefties, but overall, lefties, righties, both getting Herman. So you could have some fun with some Vladito at 54. Eric Hosmer at 49 versus uh, Hauser is a very good good play. The Padres are going to be a very, very nice stack. Uh, Josh Bell went deep on Tuesday uh, facing Hoffman. Washington is definitely alive. He's 44. Keep an eye on him. I like that as a GPP play. Darren Ruff will probably get the start because Brandon Belt left injured on Tuesday. Ruff's 41 if you're stacking the Giants. He could be in play for you. Uh, going below the 4K range, though, you know, Josh Naylor at 36 could be a nice value against Urania. You want to attack Urania with left-handed pitching. Naylor's been pretty ice cold, and I'm not looking to play a lot of Cleveland, but he's there. Danny Santana versus Smiley at 31. Uh, Santana continues to hit at a very, very affordable price, so keep him in mind. Uh, some value punts. You got Vogelbach at 3K, and then Rowdy Telez at 29. He put up seven points on Tuesday. He put up 10 points on Monday. Hits in both games, walks. Uh, maybe he gets it going. He's 29 versus Herman, the short portion right. And then also Bobby Dahlbeck, 2,800 bucks. Uh, he's averaging almost 10 points over his last 10 games, three homers over his last 10 games, six extra base hits over his last 10 games. Got the wind blowing out. You got Drew Smiley on the bump. So a guy like Dahlbeck at 28 could be a very, very nice value. In his situation, second base position, Rake Cronenworth's up to 5,700. I never thought I'd see this day. He's hitting 410 over his last 10 games, five extra base hits, um, averaging 11 points per game. The dude is literally raking out there and a great matchup for Adrian Hauser. So 5,700 bucks is crazy for Jake Cronenworth, but I'm down. I am very, very down in this one. So keep him in, in play for you. Marcus Simeon at 53. I just love his consistency in cash games with tournament upside almost daily. So he's good at 53. Albies at 5K. All worth paying up for if you feel the itch. But Cronenworth uh, at 57 and Simeon at 53 are very, very tasty in their scenarios. Uh, paying down, though, Kiki Hernandez likely leading off versus a lefty at 42. That's very, very much in play uh, tonight. Cesar Hernandez at 4K versus Urania is a good value because Hernandez has been hit. He's one of the few uh, Cleveland players that's still hitting the baseball pretty regularly. So. He's 4K. Uh, Willie Castro at 29 is a value versus Quantrill. 
if you're looking for a value. Um, other than that, the only other guy I will mention, if Brendan Rodgers cracks the lineup, he's 24, but Taylor Walls is 2200 bucks for his minors. Put up five more points, 5, 10, 5, and 12. So far, he's hit safely in three or four games. He's walked uh, three times in the last two games. Looking at his minor league numbers in the recent bench with bubble we recorded on Tuesday with Toby Batflip Crazy, episode 85. Um, Walls had over a 20% walk rate so far in the minor leagues this year. In his career, a little bit of power, lots of speed, good batting average hitter. So 2200 bucks is a really nice value for Taylor Walls in that scenario. Uh, third base position, you got J-Ram at 59. He's always worth a look. Uh, Escobar versus Cueto at 55 is okay if you're stacking Arizona, which they are in play against Cueto. There's no denying that. Uh, Rafael Devers versus the lefty. If you're stacking uh, Boston, don't worry about the lefty's lefty situation. He's 5,100. Uh, but going down cheaper, Eugenio Suarez let off on Tuesday night, so that kind of ups his value a little bit. He's 43 versus Joe Ross, so that could be a nice little play there. Austin Riley's still 4,000. Uh, Joey Wendell had a uh, he's 4,100 versus a lefty, so we'll see if he's even in the lineup, but that's interesting. Evan Longoria had a monstrous game on Tuesday. Three-run homer, RBI double. I think he had another RBI knock somewhere in, in the way there. He's 3,900 versus Merrill Kelly. If you're stacking the Giants, don't forget some Longo in your fun. If you're not using Herman Marquez, Johnny VR leading off at 34 is a good value, but I don't think you'll need it or want it because I think you're going to want Herman Marquez on this slate. Uh, shortstop position for everybody's entertainment here. Fernando Tatis. It's 6,500, but gets to face Adrian Hauser. So it's a good price tag. Same with Trey Turner at 64 versus Hoffman. I'd rather have Tatis, but both are phenomenal. Bogart's at 57. You get some nice savings from those two big guys. Great piece of a Boston stack for Smiley. Uh, Bichette's in a, in, a, in a Toronto stack if you need them. But yeah, Bogart's, Turner, Tatis, all very nice up top there. But if you're saving a little bit of cash, B. Craw, Brandon Crawford's 4,400. He had a big three-run double in the first on Tuesday, so he's been productive hitting fifth for the Giants. Good spot there versus Kelly. Um, Ahmed Rosario, if he's hitting towards the top of the order at 39, is not bad. Nico Goodrum at 37. Glaber Torres is down to 36 versus Alec Manoa, who's making his debut. So that's not a bad price point for Glaber at 3,600. Other than that, you got Taylor Walls at 22, but the other one I want to mention, Alberto Mondesi returned on Tuesday. He went two for four, two doubles, also two strikeouts. So he put the ball in play. It was productive. Otherwise, he struck out. But he's only 2,400 on DK. Like, I love Tyler Glass now. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a top, top play tonight. But you get a guy like Adorota Mondesi in a tournament at 2,400 bucks. That's an outstanding price point if you're not using Glass now. A great price point at 2,400. Outfield, Acuna's great. Soto's great. I love Soto a lot tonight versus Hoffman. I'll be honest there. But I also love some just Dong Martinez at 6K versus, um, versus the lovely Drew Smiley. So get some just Dongs in your lineup. Uh, yeah, Strems get a decent night. He's 59 versus Kelly. If you're stacking, sure. Jesse Winker's in a strong spot versus Joe Ross at 58. Obviously, the high-priced guys are high-priced guys for a reason. That's the easiest way to put it. Like Nick Castellanos at 55 is even nice. I'd rather have Winker, but uh, Casty's just fine. Love JD and Soto tonight if you're paying all the way up. But uh, you can make arguments for a lot of these guys. Like Randy Rosarena versus Miner at 53. Rosarena has been crushing it. Miner's been very iffy. You can definitely make an argument there. Going below 5K, though, Kyle Schwarber at 49 is outstanding. He is just crushing baseballs. We talked about him time and time again. If you read my written content, at, uh, DFS content at rotoballer.com or even my weekly outfield waiver wire column, like we talked about with Schwarber and a lot of these guys, uh, time and time again, it's been very, very productive. So Schwarber at 49, I like. Cattell Marte is not bad if you're stacking Arizona, but I'd rather have uh, Schwarber at the same price point if you're not stacking. 
in their scenarios, uh, David Peralta 45 only if you're stacking, but Teoscar Hernandez at 45 and Gritchick at 43, two strong Toronto plays. Gritchick went deep on Tuesday. Uh, Grossman's 44 versus Quantrill, probably more cash than GPP. Uh, Nate went at 43 for stacking Cincinnati, a slightly cheaper piece of that stack. Mentioned uh, Kiki Hernandez at 42. Josh Rojas at 41 is not a bad play versus Cueto for a little bit of savings in that Arizona lineup. Uh, dropping down below 4K now, you got Alex Verdugo versus lefty. That's fine at 39. Um, a few more here. Maybe Mike Talkman if he cracks lineup for the Giants, he's 3,600. Uh, Tommy Pham, 3500 bucks. He's had double-digit DK points in five straight games. A couple stolen bases over that stretch. A couple extra base hits. Slowly getting it going. So Pham at 35 in that San Diego stack with, with um, you know, because because Grisham and Machado have been out. So you get uh, Ray Cronenworth. You get Hosmer. You get uh, Tatis. And then you get some Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham, very affordable to help out that stack. So keep him in mind. A few others to play with. Will Myers, only 3200 He's come back from the COVID IL, but been kind of quiet since his return from the COVID IL. So he can be in play if you're really, really going to stack it up. But otherwise, like Manny Margot at 32, really good price point. Swinging it great. Um, his last couple starts, 28, 12, and 13. Uh, he's hitting 318, averaging over 10 points per game over his last 10 games. So he's someone to keep in mind. I mentioned Danny Santana at 31. Steven Duggar's been hitting seventh, but he's been playing uh, versus right-handed pitching. He's 3K. Had a couple more knocks tonight. He's slowly getting it done. Uh, he's a value piece of that giant stack. Same as Alex Dickerson. He was hitting third on Tuesday. He had a couple knocks as well. So Duggar and Dickerson, some nice values that they're in the Giants lineup. Same with Lourdes Gurriel. He's 3K. He's homeward in back-to-back games. He's hitting 409 over his last 10 games. Now with five extra base hits, including those two home runs, he's hitting back-to-back games. So uh, look, Lourdes is heating up, everybody. So keep him in mind at $3,000. And then it's your usual... For the most part, usual suspects for value. See what comes out in lineups and uh, what tickles the fancy. But you'll have a few guys, you know, Brett Phillips, but it's lefty-lefty, so he might not get a lot of action tonight. But uh, you'll get some of your your normal guys down here that you can you can mix and match. Like Enciarte might get a start because our, our Adrianza with Ozuna out, something to keep in mind as well. All right, the pitchers recapping it for you. My main guys, like the main guys you can target, Glassnow, Stroman, Pavetta, Cueto, Marquez, if you want to go Manoa, you can just for fun because baseball's fun. Fantasy baseball's fun. But my main guys is Glasnow, Pavetta, and Glasnow, Stroman, Pavetta, Marquez. Pavetta is a tournament only play. Stroman's more of a cash game play. Ideally, it's Glasnow, Marquez for me. Marquez can be a little wishy washy in cash, but that's kind of where I'm looking at things right now. Lineups will help a lot to kind of narrow those down as the day goes on on Wednesday. Uh, stacks, you know, Cincinnati and Washington both have very good options. They're, I prefer the Washington side of it, but both very, very live as Ross is no one worth taking home to mama. Uh, Toronto and New York both can be in play. I prefer Toronto versus Herman in that one. So I'm pretty, I, I'm going to keep going with Toronto. That offense is too damn good. Um, Atlanta, Boston, prefer Boston versus Smiley in that one, but both are arguably in play. Tampa Bay versus Minor, not horrible, but I love San Diego. SF versus Arizona. I prefer the SF side, but both are live there. I could see an SF Arizona game stack. San Diego is very, very much in play. And some of those early games, you can make some fun arguments for as well. All right, everybody. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. Come join the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat. If you could uh, rate and review the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, I truly appreciate it. Also, if you're a season long fantasy baseball player, uh, Bench with Bubba, new episode, episode 374. 
Bubba and the Batflip 85 dropped. 373, Bubba and the Batflip episode 85 dropped on Tuesday. So go check that one out. Also, if you're into PGA DFS, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, come check that out as well. But lots of good stuff. And yes, Metal Alloy, no problem for doing the show, but also, yeah, Belt messed up his, re-aggravated his shoulder on that last swing. Kind of, kind of Tatis-esque. Not good. Not good at all. But uh, we'll move on on that one. Hopefully Duff can get the job, Ruff can get the job done. In the meantime, and in the meantime, we're going to wrap it up there. I'll be back with you guys on Thursday to break down a Thursday slate. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, May 26th edition. I'm out. Yeah.